Welcome to Startup to Scale, a podcast by Food Bevy. I'm your host, Jordan Buckner. Join me as I talk to aspiring entrepreneurs, seasoned industry experts, and everyone in between as we unlock the keys to growing from startup to scale. Hey everyone, Jordan here with Startup to Scale podcast and excited for today's episode where we are going to be talking everything about accelerators, incubators, and programs for your business. And to help me with that conversation, I've invited on Michelle Breyer, who is the Chief Marketing Officer of SKU. Welcome. Thank you for having me. So Michelle, I'd love to just get right into it. Um, Why don't we start by giving an overview of what SKU is, and then we will talk about um, why companies should get into um, be interested in accelerators and incubators to begin with. So SKU uh, started here in Austin, Texas in 2011. It uh, was started by a group of entrepreneurs, including Clayton Christopher, founder of Sweet Leaf Tea, Deep Betty Vodka, Waterloo Sparkling Water, Kevu, um, Scott Jensen, who's the founder of uh, Stubbs Barbecue Sauce and Rhythm Superfoods, Sherry Wynn Wrestler, who's been involved in a lot of lot of um, startups. And they saw that Austin was becoming a town with emerging CPG brands. But unlike the tech industry, there was no there was there were no support organizations. Um, So founders were having to kind of figure it out on their own. Um, So they wanted to kind of create, you know, create an uh, accelerator that could help them along the way. And so it started, you know, with with a curriculum and then mentors, um, like a lot of accelerators, but uh, it evolved into kind of a, a model where each of the founders during the 12 week program has a mentor team. And so, you know, seven to eight people who surround the founder, almost like, uh, you know, a C-suite uh, during the course of the program. And uh, like a lot of accelerators, accelerators and incubators during the course of the program, uh, the founders, you know, create pitch decks. And at the end of the program, uh, there's a pitch event and many, we've had many successes. Um, Siete and Epic Provisions are two of the kind of better known companies that came out of SKU. Um, and there's a, a number of others that have done very well, including Dude Wipes, Aura Bora went through our program two years ago. Um, many people think it's a food and beverage accelerator, but we have clothing companies. We have an at-home insemination kit. We have, you know, makeup and skincare. So if a consumer can use it, SKU has probably had it, a company like it go through the accelerator. So. Excellent. I, I, I love that. Uh, I think this is a really good overview and sets the basis of the conversation. So my first question that you might hear a lot is what is the difference between an accelerator and an incubator or how do you view it? Um, I view accelerators as being, um, you know, more like a tech stars or a Y Combinator. Uh, there's typically an equity component to it where the the companies um, give up some equity to be a part of the program. Um, there's, you know, kind of an investment aspect of it. You know, I think that, you know, a lot of the goals are the same in that 
incubators and accelerators are really trying to take companies with, you know, a great product and help them grow quicker. Um, I think that accelerators tend to be a little bit more intense than incubators. And, and that's just my perspective on it. Um, I think, you know, the bottom line is both of them are really working hard to help entrepreneurs, um, you know, learn and grow, you know, much quicker than they would without going through a program like that. As a founder is considering whether to apply for a particular accelerator or incubator program, what are the parts of the program that they should consider um, to see if it's valuable for them to join or not? First of all, um, they should look at the curriculum to see if there are things that they could learn from it. If it's it has a curriculum that is specific to consumer products. I actually just had a conversation yesterday with um, a retailer in the space who had started an accelerator and they had a curriculum that was not specific at all to CPG. And that was something that uh, the founders, you know, fed back that, you know, a lot of the information was not as detailed and relevant. So make sure that that curriculum is really addressed addressing uh, the topics that, you know, you, you need help with. And then I think the second part, and, and maybe even the most important is, will you have access to mentors and what is the caliber of those mentors? And, you know, are they people who, you know, have grown successful companies? Are they leaders at large companies where they, you know, can provide, you know, expertise that you wouldn't, have access to without going through a program like that. And then, you know, you would want to know a little bit about some of the companies that have gone through, uh, are there some success stories, um, you know, talking to some of the, we always recommend that people considering going through SKU, talk to some of the founders who have gone through the accelerator to find out what their experiences and, you know, really make a, a decision about whether that is something they feel would fit their lives. And, and then finally, do you have time for it? Uh, many times people sign up for it and, and running their business may leave them with very little time to focus on, you know, what it takes to go through an accelerator. I mean, it you have to work hard and you really have to dedicate the time to, to get the most out of it. So um, those are the main things that I think, you know, a founder should consider. Yeah, I think those are all uh, really great points. I think you mentioned when you were talking about like why Comulators and others earlier, like if is there a grant component or an investment component that comes with it as well? Yes. Uh, and then as long with, along with your mentors, like the alumni network that you should kind of mention as well, like is, you know, because similar to going to a, a college or university, um, sometimes the alumni network can be just as, as beneficial to be able to connect and relate to other kind of peer comp uh, companies um, to learn from from them and, and their experiences even beyond the program. Yeah. And I, I feel like we have some amazing founders that have gone through their, our program that are so generous with their time in terms of helping other people who, who are going through the program currently. Um, you know, we, we leverage them to come in as speakers and many times they've come in to be mentors after, you know, we have a uh, Jamari Pinkard who went through our Dallas program last year with Hella Cocktail and he was a mentor for SKU Atlanta. And, you know, as a founder, they can bring so much to the table in terms of their own experience and what they've learned. So um, I think 
you know, if you have done your job right, you have, you know, you have founders who feel so good about the program that they want to help other founders going through the program. What's been the biggest misconception from a founder about what the program will do for their business? Um, I think some people feel like just going through the program um, is enough. Like if I say I went through SKU, then that will automatically open doors and and that I'll be able to raise a huge amount of money. Um, and, you know, I think you get out of it what you put into it. Um, so there, you know, I'd say that about any accelerator or incubator. It's not enough just to go through the program. You really need to like be digging in and working hard and, and really leveraging the network. Uh, you know, I think, you know, one of the the great examples, and we talk about him a lot because he's just kind of one of those superstar founders, um, Paul Vogie from Ouroboros. I remember when he went through the program, he made it his mission to meet with every single mentor that was a part of the program. And that's typically about 60 mentors per cohort. And he had his own team, but he felt like, I really want to make sure I get as much as I can out of the program. And all these other people, you know, have so much to offer. So, um, you know, he really, you know, understood that there was so much to offer during the program, but a big part of that was really how, how much, uh, how kind of motivated you are as a founder to make the most out of it. No, I think that's, that's very true. And from my experience going through programs as well, it was a key component, you know, with my previous community squares, I, participated in the Chobani Incubator, the Good Food Accelerator out of Chicago, um, and a number of others, and very much saw that, um, you're right, the program as it's set up is, you know, around usually like education or connection with with mentors, but it opens the door, but it requires you to really push through it and make all those connections your, yourself. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and the companies who I saw, you know, who were really successful and went through those, they they did that work. And as you mentioned, there are some people who want the work kind of done for them. And then those are usually the companies and founders who are disappointed because they thought that it was a, 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 a shortcut to, to yeah. Grow companies. Yeah. And I mean, if you, if you really, you know, give the time and energy it can be a shortcut because you're really learning things that can prevent you from making, you know, mistakes or you can get there quicker. You know, we had a, a, you know, a recent founder that went through a program and one of their main pain points was finding a good co-packer and they didn't have, a, she didn't have a lot of experience with it. And had she had to do that without guidance from a mentor who that was his expertise, that could have taken much longer. She could have found a co-packer that wasn't the right fit for her. And it could have made, you know, all the difference in the world, like from a negative standpoint. So, you know, having that ability, you know, to tap into people, you know, can get you where you want to go quicker. But, you know, again, it's, it's really knowing how to take advantage of those opportunities. I love that example, um, because I think some founders, depending where you are in your stage, um, these programs are really helpful just in terms of opening you up to information. I remember the Good Food Accelerator is the first one I went to. One of my um, my cohort mates kind of made a statement like, I don't know what I don't know. 
And being new to the industry, you know, there's so many new things that you learn every single week that his goal was just to soak up as much information. So he kind of knew the foundation for what he would need to do in building the company. But then for other times in your company's position, it might be going in with a very specific objective or a couple objectives that you say, hey, I need to come out of this with a great co-packing relationship. I'm going to leverage the network and really have that as my ask to everyone um, in order to help. Because I know yeah. one thing that's tough for mentors a lot of times is uh, you, they'll ask the founders like, hey, what do you need help with? And the founders are like, everything. What can you help with? And without having this particular direction, sometimes the conversation can um, not be as valuable. You know, it might be interesting, but maybe not as valuable versus founders who come in and say, hey, I need help with one, two, and three. Can you help with that? Or do you know someone who can? Um, really helps to uh, provide mentors and other people in the program like, hey, let me actually find solutions to that versus just having a conversation. Yeah. And the way I've um, described it, and this is probably uh, a little, little blunt, but you have to be willing to run around naked so that everybody can see all of your warts. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. you're not willing to be vulnerable and let people know where you need the help or where you're having major issues. You're not going to get help with them. And that could, you know, that could be the difference between succeeding or or failing. So that is one thing at the beginning of our program, uh, we call it a brand physical, where they have to really go through all aspects of their business so that the mentors know, okay, this company, this is where they're at. This is where, where they're having issues. And of course, during the course of the program, they may find all new things they want to focus on, or, you know, there may be a major challenge that becomes you know, the major focus when they thought, you know, channel strategy and, you know, e-com were, were going to be the main things they focused on. So, so it's really, you know, being vulnerable, but then also being open to kind of what, what you learn. Um, and what you don't want to be, if you're a founder is defensive, um, yeah. you know, you know, that these people are here to help you and they may have to tell you your baby is ugly. Um, and, you know, obviously you take it all with a grain of salt, but, you know, we want founders who are willing to kind of listen, take the information, and then, you know, obviously they can make their own decisions, but, you know, be open to all this great advice you're getting from people who, who have incredible experience. How has the SKU program changed after having so many cohorts? So there are things that that your team has learned in terms of how the how to run the process that has improved over time. Um, there's a couple things I think that we do differently, um, and some are things that have evolved just out of running multiple programs. Some happened because of COVID. I, I think that things have gotten much more um, you know structured. Uh, Initially, there weren't the teams that we have today, uh, you know, that structured mentor team where you have somebody who's a marketing expert, you have someone who's operations, channel strategy, and then we find somebody who has, you know, category expertise. So you have the, this, this very well-rounded team that surrounds you and that that's kind of evolved over the years and gotten better and better. Um, we also, because of COVID, we realized that we can run a program largely virtually. And if it's done well, which I think, you know, we have gotten really good at doing it virtually, um, you 
you keep that bond that develops, you provide access to companies from all over the country, you're able to attract mentors from all over the country. And for many mentors, it's more convenient to be able to um, you know, log on and be a part of a class or to have their meetings you know, via Zoom than you know, to all have to drive and be at a certain place at a certain time. So I think that has has evolved. And then our curriculum has also evolved. You know, we we have realized the um, you know, kind of the cadence of the classes and how they should happen so that the, you know, one kind of naturally flows into another and it creates the foundation for everything that comes after it. So I think there's been, you know, tweaks to the curriculum, uh, tweaks to you know the whole mentoring process, and then you know, also being able to do it virtually. I think those are those are huge. Um, one thing that I want to kind of I'm curious about is I, I there's been some conversation just in the the larger industry around the benefits of having smaller cohort based um, accelerators and programs um, and versus having more open programs and the ability to kind of reach more people because I know sometimes there's a sense of of exclusivity or exclusion, not by, you know, selecting certain founders, but more so just by the nature of only five, six, eight companies can go through at a time. What about everyone else? Um, I'm curious to hear your kind of perspective on that. Um, you know, I, I can see it from both perspectives. Um, you know, I, we do feel like we have amazing, amazing curriculum and amazing mentors, but it, it works best when you can, for us anyway, when you can really focus on, you know, a, a smaller group of people and, you know, make sure that that mentor quality is high for each of the founders. Um, and then, you know, you really can make sure that you're giving those founders everything they need. Um, you know, I think by having multiple cohorts, we've been able to reach more people, but I, I think that having the smaller groups for us has has really worked well. And, and that's not to say that larger cohorts don't work well. They can work incredibly well. And I know Techstars usually has many more people that go through a cohort. But we found for, for SKU, this is a formula that, that works well. Yeah, I think that's a great perspective. And I always tell people it's almost a, a yes and mentality like yes there can be closed um or smaller smaller cohort programs because they're more effective at certain things and yes there should be larger open programs that can attract much larger companies but you know individuals might not get the same attention and it's not that there has to be one or the other but all of them can and should exist um and overlap is is okay <laughs> i i absolutely believe overlap can definitely be okay because there's, you know, there are a growing number of accelerators out there for CPG brands and we don't view them as competition. Like we all have a small number of people that we can help. And sometimes going through the target accelerator that addresses a need for a founder. You know, we have a different type of thing that we're offering that can complement, you know, what, Target is offering or Mondelez, like, I, I don't think, you know, to your point, it's, they each have their, 
their benefit. And, you know, founders, many of our founders have been through more than skew. There, I have noticed that um, some programs and accelerators and incubators um, have kind of suspended or no longer exist. Are you seeing any change in like the role of programs that are around right now or what helps some be more successful than, than others overall? Uh, I think that, you know, it's all about, you know, keeping that quality up and making sure you don't bite off more than you can chew. I, I, you know, I, it's a hard uh, question to answer because we, we really kind of are focused on, on what we can do better. Um, and really, again, like not necessarily comparing ourselves to other accelerators. I mean, again, I think it all comes down to, you know, do you have the ability to provide the mentoring that, that makes your, you know, I think makes everything more effective. Um, it, you know, are you able to give that personal attention and do people come out of that program feeling like they benefited from it? And, and we as accelerators and incubators need to be able to listen and make improvements. And I think if you're not willing to listen and you don't evolve like that, that potentially could prevent you from getting companies who want to go through the program. Because ultimately, you know, word spreads. And if people don't see the value of your program, you're, you're not going to have quality applicants. And I also, I've just noticed that from some programs, well, I guess two things. Like one, not every program needs to be indefinite. I, th I think there's kind of an idea that like, oh, once you start a, an accelerator, it should be, it should last forever. And that's not always the case because things change and the market and conditions change. Um, but I have seen that companies who are really align their values and around like why they're doing the program in the first place and what their mission is, um, have a stronger sense of, you know, what it takes to, to continue on. And I, I totally agree. Like you should not just be doing a accelerator just to do it. You know, like you have to be, you know, really focused on, you know, like your why, just like we tell brands, you know, all the things that they have to go through, you know, with their mission, vision, purpose, like accelerators and incubators should be going through that same thing. Like, what is your purpose? And like, what, why are you, why are you doing it? And if, if you can't, explain that you may have trouble succeeding. Love that. Michelle, thanks so much for being on today. It was a pleasure to have this conversation. Well, thank you for having me.